0: All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, it is Wednesday, May 12th, which means it is time for Pro Wrestling America. This week coming to you from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. But before we get to the card and everything else, a couple of pieces of breaking news. And a caveat before all this and disclaimer, yeah, this is all... Fantasy and pretend, don't get upset with me because I do things, or point out that maybe it doesn't work exactly that way. But, here we go. Two bits of breaking news in this very busy week for Pro Wrestling America. First, the Ohio State Athletic Commission has ruled that they will no longer sanction PWA cards in the state of Ohio unless and until we establish a physical office in the state. They do not want to promote out of state business when they can support those who have a vested interest in Ohio. That eliminates the rocket mortgage field house in Cleveland and three house shows in the circuit throughout the territory. The PWA has chosen not to fight the ruling. We have been struggling to reckon, reorganize contracts and dates with the remaining arenas. Number two, end those discussions, The Bankers Life Fieldhouse in Indianapolis has withdrawn their contract with us in favor of a weekly contract with Big Time Wrestling, where Sting is still the Unified World Heavyweight Champion. Now, this causes a large rift in the rotation between Little Caesars Arena in Detroit and Young Arena in Waterloo, Iowa. Negotiations are in place to add a few more venues, especially in the state of Illinois, where we do have a physical office. Major contenders are the University of Illinois Memorial Stadium in Champaign and Renaissance Coliseum on the campus of Bradley University in Peoria. More to come next week on that front. So that's the breaking news. Now let's get to what's going on in the PWA. First, this past weekend's house shows. May 7th from Racine, Wisconsin. Rasta the Voodoo Man defeated Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Eric Embry defeated Iron Mike Sharp by disqualification. David Von Erick beat Special Delivery Jones. Honky Tonk Man defeated Jerry Lawler. Dirty Dutch Mantell defeated Bobo Brazil by countout. And in the main event, Billy Gunn defeated Brickhouse Brown. The next night, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Dirty Dutch Mantell defeated Special Delivery Jones. J.C. Ice defeated Buzz Sawyer by countout. Chris Candido defeated Steve Carino. David Von Erich defeated Bobo Brazil. Jimmy Golden defeated Iceman King Parsons. Rick Rude defeated Jushin Liger. And in the main event for that card, Jesse James Armstrong successfully defended the American heavyweight title against Great Muda. So now that brings us up to today, May 12th, United Center, Chicago, Illinois. Kurt Henning signed a contract extension into April of 2023. That is the only change and update in the roster. So as we begin the card, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Golden, and PG-13 come out to the ring. Gunn introduces them as the greatest gang in wrestling, the Guns for Hire. PG-13 trash talks State Patrol. They say they're going to pick them apart individually tonight. Jimmy Golden puts the television title division on notice that he is coming after whoever wins the title match this week. Gunn says he is going to win the Battle Royale to take what is rightfully his, the number one contender spot for the American heavyweight title. He complains that he has to go through the rest of the division in order to get his deserved title shot, but he is more than ready to take everyone on. Gunn turns to PG-13 and says they've got their work to do against State Patrol, and Gunn and Golden would be there to watch their backs. First match on the card, Wolfie D. versus Lieutenant James Earl Wright. Both members of State Patrol come out to the ring. A moment later, they are joined by American heavyweight champion Jesse James Armstrong and Eric Embry. All eight men brawl until security separates them. Wolfie and Wright are left in the ring. Wolfie tries to keep the momentum in his favor. When Wright gets the upper hand, Wolfie tosses him out of the ring. As Wright comes back into the ring, Wolfie grabs the hubcap and nails him over the head behind David Manning's back. Wolfie tosses it out of the ring and pins Wright. The winner of the match, Wolfie D, in a time of 4 minutes, 11 seconds. The next match had the other partners, J.C. Ice, facing off against Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Ice comes down to the ring and jumps on Wright with Wolfie. Parker comes down to rescue his partner. Manny sends Wolfie outside the ring. Parker and Ice brawl inside the ring. Wright and Wolfie brawl outside. Parker whips Ice into the ropes. He takes Ice down with a toll toehold, where Ice lands across the middle rope. As Ice hits the rope, Wright catapults Wolfie into him. Their heads collide. Parker goes on to pin Ice with a package pile driver. Your winner, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, in a time of 7 minutes, 26 seconds. Backstage at the interview area, Sunshine and Iceman King Parsons are speaking with Lance about Iceman's return title shot against Dirty Dutch Mantel. Eddie Gilbert and Raven rush from off camera and attack Iceman. Gilbert slams Iceman's head into an overhead door before Raven spikes him on the concrete with the even flow. Gilbert grabs Sunshine's hair, but Adams and Honky Tonk Man nail him from behind. Gilbert and Raven scatter as Adams helps Iceman to his feet. Honky Tonk Man grabs the mic from Lance and challenges Gilbert or Raven to a match. He tosses the mic to Lance and heads off camera. He emerges from the curtain a minute later with his guitar in hand. Sunshine and Adams come out behind him. HTM grabs the mic and again challenges Gilbert and Raven. Hot Stuff begins to play. Gilbert, Raven, and Missy make their entrance. Gilbert has his own mic and says that HTM is not worth his time. He sends Raven down to the ring until dueling bases starts. I make my entrance and say I will not have chaos in the PWA. I give Gilbert an ultimatum. He wrestles Honky Tonk Man or he loses his spot in the main event tonight. I tell Raven that he has other things to take care of tonight. I order Raven and Adams back to the dressing room. Now we have the third match on the card. Honky Tonk Man versus Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. Gilbert and Missy stomp their way to the ring as Raven returns backstage. Gilbert shoves Adam as he passes by. Adams comes back with the super kick to Gilbert's jaw. HTM comes out to drag Gilbert into the ring. HTM controls the match until Missy jumps on the ring apron. Sunshine grabs Missy from behind and drags her off the apron. As Calhoun is distracted by the women, HTM grabs the guitar and breaks it over Gilbert's head. Calhoun turns around to make the count. Your winner, Honky Tonk Man, in a time of 1 minute 41 seconds. Next match on the card was that later business that Raven had. Raven versus Brickhouse Brown. Raven... Doesn't show up. Brown comes down to the ring. Calhoun calls for the bell. And since Raven was just seen not more than three minutes earlier, Calhoun starts the count. Raven doesn't show. Calhoun awards the match to break Brown. As Brown leaves the ring, Iron Mike Sharp appears at the top of the entrance ramp. Brown stops on the ring apron. He says that Brown shouldn't just be given a win. He should have to earn it. He complains about Brown receiving favoritism from the PWA booking committee. Sharp doesn't want Brown jumping so far up in the rankings because Raven got scared. Sharp challenges Brown to a match. Brown sits on the middle rope, inviting Sharp to come into the ring. Brown then climbs back into the ring. Sharp comes down to the ring. As the match begins, the crowd gets solidly behind Brown. Sharp has a shining moment as he nails Brown with the loaded arm sleeve, but Calhoun sees his feet on the ropes and refuses to count. Brown gets back to his feet. Sharp charges him, but Brown sidesteps him. Brown catches him with a big power slam and gets the pin. Your winner for the second time in a matter of a few minutes, Brickhouse Brown. Official time of the match with Sharp, three minutes, five seconds. Backstage, Lance introduces Dirty Dutch Mantel and David Von Erich for their interview time. Mantel is still reveling in his title win over Iceman. Mantel says he is wasting his time with the automatic rematch with Iceman. Mantel wants to move on to bigger and better stars to challenge him as a fighting champion. David turns the focus onto the world tag team titles. He promises Brazil and Jones that he will be watching their match very closely. They had each defeated both of them over the weekend. It was only a matter of time before the tag team title belts were around their waist. David declares that all the main belts will be around their waist in the very near future. Next match on the card, television title match. Dirty Dutch Mantell defending the title against Iceman King Parsons. Mantell and Iceman have a major brawl throughout the arena. David Manning has very little choice but to let the match take place outside the ring even more than inside. They brawl to the top of the entrance ramp. Mantell drills Iceman onto the steel ramp with the spinebuster slam. Sunshine tries to get in between the wrestlers. Mantell picks her up in a powerbomb, but Brickhouse Brown chop blocks Mantell from behind. Sunshine lands on top of Mantell. Manning calls for the bell and raises Mantell's hand in victory as Brown and Iceman take a shaken sunshine back to the dressing room. Your winner, and still television champion, Dutch Mantell, by disqualification, in a time of 10 minutes, 24 seconds. The next match on the card features a couple of world heavyweight title contenders, as Kurt Henning takes on Terry Funk. Although Funk tries several times to turn the match into a brawl, Henning manages to keep it a clean match. At one point, Funk charges Henning with the branding iron, but Calhoun pulls it out of his hands. As Funk argues with Calhoun, Henning back-suplexes Funk into the corner. The back of Funk's head hits the bottom turnbuckle pad. Henning drags Funk towards the center of the ring and applies a Boston Crab. Funk finally manages to crawl to the ropes after almost two minutes in the Crab. Funk works to get back to his feet. Henning charges him, but Funk backdrops him over the top rope. Henning crashes hard on the floor. Funk climbs out of the ring and picks Henning up by the hair. He applies a bear hug and drives Henning's back into the ring post. Funk rolls Henning back into the ring and works over his lower back for the next 10 minutes. About the 20-minute mark, Funk ties Henning up in the ropes. Funk runs into the opposite ropes as Calhoun tries to free Henning. Funk takes all three men out of the ring with a massive clothesline. Funk sets Henning up for a pile driver on the concrete floor, but Henning counters with a double leg takedown. Henning catapults him toward the ring apron, but Funk crashes into Calhoun. Someone should really tell the referees to stay out of the way in an outside of the ring brawl. Just saying. Henning gets back to his feet, but Funk takes him down with a drop toe hold. Henning catches his chin on the ring apron. Funk rolls him into the ring. Funk also rolls Calhoun back in the ring. Funk grabs a chair as Henning crawls to the ropes. Funk nails Henning with the chair before rolling back into the ring himself. Funk sets Henning up for the, again for the pile driver and nails it. Calhoun barely clears the cobwebs to make the count. Your winner, Terry Funk, in a time of 22 minutes, 57 seconds. Backstage, Idol is still smiling from his short stint as PWA World Heavyweight Champion. He promises that he will get the title back from Undertaker soon. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels interrupts him. Lance tries to make sure there's no funny business. Daniels tell Idol that he was a disgraceful world champion and that Idol was only World Heavyweight Champion because of Chris Adams. Another no talent wrestler who had no business getting into the tournament final. Idol says that he was the greatest world heavy. Daniels readily agrees. So now, submission match Austin Idol versus Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels. Idol comes to the ring looking confident. He looks into the camera and promises a trip to Las Vegas tonight. Daniels comes to the ring with a determined look on his face. Many have seen him as the lowest rated wrestler in the World Heavyweight Title Division. He looks as if he believes he has a lot to prove in this match. Idol takes control early when Daniels swings wildly with a clothesline. Idol counters with an atomic drop. Idol works over the legs for a few minutes. He applies the Las Vegas leg lock, but Daniels manages to get to the ropes. Idol releases the hold, and Daniels rolls out of the ring. Manning tells him to get back into the ring. He doesn't count because neither man can win by count Daniels tries to work out the soreness in his legs. Idol climbs out of the ring on the other side and rounds the corner. He rushes Daniels with a vicious clothesline, but Daniels counters it with a crucifix. Idol crashes backwards with a Samoan drop on the concrete floor and rolls him back into the ring. Daniels rolls out the other side as Idol climbs back into the ring. Idle climbs back out after Daniels. He grabs Daniels, but Daniels takes him down with the Death Valley driver onto the metal ring steps. Daniels drives a couple of vicious knees into the small of Idle's back. He rolls him onto the ring apron and slides back into the ring. He picks Idle up by the hair and brings him back into the ring with another Death Valley driver. He signals for the best moonsault ever and nails it. As he lands on Idol, he grabs an arm and a leg and rolls into a bow and arrow submission. Idle has no choice after a minute but to submit. Your winner, Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels in a time of 12 minutes, 13 seconds. At the announcer's desk, Lance calls out Rick Rude and Chris Candido to talk about their world tag team title shot tonight. Their focus seems not to be on the champions, but on the whiners that can't get their act together in the ring. They mention their match only to rub the noses of Dirty Dutch Mantel and David Von Erich into the fact that they can't get the job done as a team. Rude tells him to watch the monitor tonight, because he and Candido were going to show the world how to break Brazil and Jones' winning streak. Rude goes on to pose as Candido takes a moment to talk about the Battle Royale. He promises a win and that he will be the next American heavyweight champion. He already starts challenging Armstrong to various stipulations for the title match that hasn't even been signed yet. Billy Gunn and Jimmy Golden come out to dispute with them over who the real American heavyweight champion is. The four almost begin to brawl before the Sawyer's entrance music begins. Lance reminds the Guns for Hire that they are supposed to be in the ring. Golden says that they don't have to worry about them but Lance reminds them that the Sawyer brothers held the American tag team titles for four months. Golden shrugs Lance's statement aside and tells Gunn it's time to take care of business. Next match on the card, Billy Gunn and Jimmy Golden, the Guns for Hire, facing off against the Sawyer brothers. As the Sawyers wait in the ring, Gunn and Golden slowly make their way. The crowd jeers them, but they just absorb it all. Golden climbs onto the ring apron first, but he jumps off as Buzz comes toward him. Once Gunn and Golden get into the ring, they take control of the match by isolating Brett. Why is it that everyone picks on Brett? Buzz finally has enough of the double-teaming on the other side of the ring and grabs a chair. He goes around the ring, but Manning steps in between him and Golden. He instructs Buzz to get back to his corner. Golden climbs onto the ring apron as Gunn chokes Brett over the top rope golden grabs brett hair and snaps his neck over the rope buzz finally goes back to his corner gun goes for the pinfall but manning is still busy with buzz gun tosses brett outside of the ring and challenges buzz to get into the ring buzz tries to get in the ring but manning struggles to keep him out golden grabs the timekeeper's bell and charges brett brett ducks the bell as golden turns around brett drop kicks it into his face Brett tries to get back into the ring, but he is attacked by PG-13. Ice jumps up onto the ring apron as Gunn has Manning distracted with Buzz. Wolfie picks Brett up in a powerbomb. Ice comes off the apron with a flying leg drop to drive him into the concrete faster. State patrol rush down the aisle, but PG-13 disappear into the crowd. Golden gets back to his feet, but Wright drops him throat first across the guardrail. Gunn yells at them from the ring, but he's nailed from behind by Buzz. He had tossed Manning into the ringside seats to get back into the ring. Buzz drills Gunn into the middle of the ring with a vicious power slam. State Patrol helps Brett back into the ring. Buzz drapes him over Gun as Manning climbs over the guardrail. He slides into the ring to make the count. Your winners, the Sawyer brothers, in a time of 17 minutes, 41 seconds. Lance joins the Sawyer brothers in the ring for a quick word. They cut a great promo against Iceman, King Parsons, and Brickhouse Brown. They repeatedly profess that it's nothing personal, but Iceman and Brickhouse have something that should be theirs. Their goal is to regain the American tag team titles. Nothing will stop them from obtaining their goal, not even friendship. They leave the ring to a good reaction from the crowd. Now we get to the first of the two main events on the card tonight. World Tag Team title match, Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones defending the titles against Rick Rude and Chris Candido. Not only are they defending the titles, they are defending their 19-match winning streak. Rude and Candido have made their mark in both singles and tag team competition since they've arrived in the PWA but no one has made a greater mark in the tag team division than the world tag team champions. The match between these two teams was very scientific. Both teams took their time feeling each other out over the course of the match. It was a surprisingly boring match between these two teams. It wasn't until Candido accidentally nailed Rude with a chair that Brazil capitalized and got the victory to retain the titles and the winning streak. Your winners and still World Tag Team Champions, Bobo Brazil and Special Delivery Jones in a time of 12 minutes, 56 seconds. Backstage, Jesse James Armstrong, Eric Embry, and State Patrol are in the interview area. Armstrong takes the lead in the promo to talk to the guns for hire. He goads gun that he was never able to take care of things on his own. He always had to have backup. Armstrong replies that he has also assembled a strong army to watch his back. He's ready for the battle royale to happen to see who his next opponent is. Armstrong tells Embry to do whatever it takes to make sure the gun is eliminated quickly. After that, may the best man win. State patrol takes a moment to challenge PG-13 to a double chain match next week. Being chained together, PG-13 would have nowhere to run. Video cuts from there violently, to the back of a car in the parking lot. Kicks and screams can be heard coming from the car trunk. The cameraman's hand appears on camera, but he pulls it back quickly when the trunk is finally kicked open. Raven sits up in the trunk, but his hands are tied behind his back. The, cameraman gets, the camera gets set down as the cameraman helps to release Raven from his bonds. As the camera gets picked back up, Raven stares into it and says, Iceman, you will get yours. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Now we get to the second main event of the evening. The Battle Royale to declare the number one contender for the American heavyweight title. You have 14 men in this match. And the match takes just over 21 minutes. Actually, a rather quick Battle Royale. But it's interesting to see what happens. First elimination, Iceman King Parsons by Raven in 1 minute, 19 seconds. 30 seconds later, Jushin Liger is eliminated by Chris Adams. Chris Candido gets eliminated by Greg Kabuki at 312. Gentleman Chris Adams gets eliminated by Steve Carino at 510. Special Delivery Jones then gets eliminated by Steve Carino at 7.57. Mean seconds later, Honky Tonk Man is eliminated by Gold Dust. Eric Embry then gets eliminated by Raven at a time of 15.20. For the next two minutes, Raven battles with Great Kabuki and Muda. Eventually, Raven eliminates Great Kabuki at a time of 15 or 1757. Raven then gets eliminated by Great Muda at 1816. And for the next almost three minutes, you have Goldust and Great Muda putting on a great show of trying to stay in the ring. Goldust is not nearly as acrobatic and flexible as Muda, but manages to stave it off, finally eliminating Muda by knocking him off the ring apron in a time of 21 minutes two seconds. Next week, Gold Dust gets a shot at Jesse James Armstrong and the American heavyweight title. The Battle Royale helps set up a feud between Gold Dust and Great Muda. It also helps to continue the strong army guns for higher feud, especially between Armstrong and Gunn, without the title belt necessarily being involved. Raven's entrapment in the car trunk brings a wrinkle to Iceman King Parsons' feud with Dirty Dutch Mantell. And I have an interesting summer planned for those two. How does Raven figure in? How does David Von Erich and Brickhouse Brown figure in? That you'll have to see in the coming weeks. All right, that has been Pro Wrestling America for this week from the United Center on the Visitor post for Wrestling with Theology's Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash WWT2019. And I hope you just simply enjoy these. Tomorrow, we're back with digging deeper into the Psalms as we look at Psalms 15, 16, and 17. Hope to see you again then. Until then, as always, I wish you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology. Amen.